Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, who's doing the house? Is it me or you? <laughs> we should have decided that before coming on, shouldn't we? We're meant, we're meant, we're, we're meant to sort out this uh, before Free. show. We've been stuck out uh, in the in backstage. So professional. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll jump in. Even or not, uh, welcome out to the forum. We've had a, missed a couple of weeks. Um, you can see I've been a bit busy. And uh, the, the rest of the lads have been just cheering on on the sidelines. That's basically what it is. We've been all cheering along as it came out. Um, not, not at the conception stage, <laughs> No, 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 definitely not the conception stage. <laughs> definitely not the conception stage. So there he is there. Uh, right, uh, tonight on the show, you can see below, we have Ray Brady in a range of merchandise for Stranger Things and Liverpool Football Club. Uh, beside him is Ray Dicko, just to make it a bit more confusing because there's two Rays in the show and they're both beside it. Um, and then up yeah. top beside yeah. him, there is Andy Young. How are you, Andy? And you see you've moved you? around again. Have you moved around again in the house? Yeah, just to feel a lot more comfortable facing uh, West... <laughs> yeah, is that is that French right? <laughs> Sorry, it's not. My house is southwest yeah. facing, so I'm actually facing. As long as there's a south in it, you're all right. Yeah. Andy, yeah. you continue on that line, Tosh. I'm just going to drop this baby into his mother, so I'm not. I'm, I don't get into too much trouble. So uh, I'll be back in a minute. Um, yeah, I'm facing. Um, my gaff is facing southwest, so I don't know. What, I'm facing a nicer way. I prefer this way. Seen a few comments in there about us, us playing the kids tomorrow night. I think Phil would have put the baby forward. He, he's, he's got that lesser interest in the League Cup um, yeah. and, all, and, all, and all the other cups. Um, I like seeing I like seeing Pep on the Carlin Cup yeah. duty steals. Yeah. Yeah. Pep yeah. All right. Okay. What you you thought he meant? You're a Pep. Yeah, pet. I thought there was some. Sorry, I didn't hear. That was it. Was it so just to stop on the echoes that might have been going off about non-city fans showing, not showing up, or some shit. Yeah. All right, Grant. Well, th- before we preempt the the agenda for tonight's show, um, just let me fix my hair up. There we go. Um, no, we've got all this thing sorted out well before. But uh, Gav won't let us <laughs> in to play. We're all sort of just hanging around. Go, what's the story? 
Are you keeping? You're keeping well. Um, right on on tonight's show, we're going to do four topics. Um, as you know, that's the the idea of the show. Uh, the, we're going to have a look at true form. We're going to have a look at uh, the cracks in City's mentality. We're going to have a talk about boss nights and LFC tribalism. And Ray Brady, <laughs> Ray Brady, especially I've, for you, <laughs> I, I've 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 no idea what your topic was. All I heard was. Um, who can play the biggest flute in the Premiership? I don't think that's really your, your topic, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when we come that sounds alright. We go with that. Okay, well, well we, we, we'll keep your topic to the end in case we come up with something better as we go along, right? Um, <laughs> in terms of what's there, uh, particularly with with knowledge there, right? So um, there's Anthony O'Shill says, uh, "Can I gonna gonna not watch tonight's show? I cannot stand that Gibbon." Auntie, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's John Gibbons. There's he's on the Anfield rap. That's what's Andy a Gibbon. Young. What? What's a Gibbon? It's a monkey. It's a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Yeah, very, very long arms, Andy. Um, yeah, uh, but there it is. Anyway, well, so um, do you know what? It it's probably goes back to um, a couple of shows ago when I called. I called a. Uh, uh, all the FSG outers and lads looking for loads of signings all entitled and and they were very bold and everything else so everyone hates me that happened <laughs> la- at the start of last season as well and I grew on everyone again so it was grand well if, if we start if we win the league everyone will love you Andy and if we don't everyone will think that you're just a horrible top red so it's just the no, way it is right um, I, I'm telling people for years now that we're really really good and, and then nobody believes me No. and then when, when we do win the league nobody says Andy no. look you know you were right all along uh, we are really really good uh, Dan Bailey wants to know how torquey was Razor he must be following on Instagram so uh, and yeah it was super as always yeah that's my I, uh, I, home from I, home it's my uh, uh Equivalent of a uh, car town that the dubs usually trips after I go to Tokyo every year. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I, I enjoyed yeah. all your all your uh, pictures on social media. I, yeah, I, and your vi- I, I, and I videos in the, salt, in the water. Anto's only joking. We can relax. <laughs> Anto's in for the night. Yay! That's, that's not, not a given. That's <laughs> and that's not Anto. That's Antio. That's the Italian. That's his Italian cousin. Ah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Antio, Antio, Antio yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. So, look, lads. The first thing uh, up to uh, it'll be my topic, um, and I just want to bring it up. And it's the concept of true form. Uh, football is seen in the immediacy. It's seen in the micro, and very rarely do fans step back and look at what the bigger picture is. Okay, um, and on that basis. What is the true form? We look at Liverpool, we look at United, we look at um, who else is there? Chelsea, who are at the top of the table. You, uh, people are losing their shit over the fact that people are saying that Chelsea are probably favourites for the title and the best team in the league, and blah, 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 blah. And then you have all the lads saying that we're actually the best as well, and it's, it's now the, the results are the same, blah, 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 blah. And then you have all the, the lads who are dying for United to win the league because Ronaldo's there saying that Ronaldo is the best in the league and Ronaldo's the best team in the league. And then you've got like the other people who are, who are sort of saying, well, City are making the same amount of chances as Liverpool. Just strange that they aren't getting the same results. So true form, I think, is something that should be really considered when we're looking at players. <laughs> Take that's if you want to talk. I've already been to Turkey for fuck's sake. Yeah, no, you can't. Did you they take it off when you went over this time? Yeah, what? did I? Oh. took it back off you. Yeah, yeah. You must have. You must have owed a few, Bob. 
He wants to grow one of those. He, he wants to grow one of the Brendan O'Carroll ponytail things at the back. That's why he had to take it from the front and start transplanting onto the back. Is that what? Extensions. <laughs> 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 no, well, yeah. listen. I'm a pure blading Kojak job. I need to fucking trade a bastard. So oh. part one is done. I'll go back again to get a bit more done, and I'll, you know, it's the equivalent of if it went for a build job, just getting the right tit done and leaving the. Left. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I've got to. Shawnee Lawson, Shawnee Lawson speaking the truth. Yeah, Mosala is the best player in the world. Shawnee, you know, I told you two years ago that, that Mosala is better true than Messi. Years and, and true, true years ago. ago. True, true years ago. True years ago. At least true years ago. At least true years ago. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been asleep much. Um, <laughs> Mosala is the best in the world and was and was better than Messi and Ronaldo even two years ago. It's just that people are just catching up now because um, this is 2021 um, and next year be 2022. Uh, so, look, I want to go back to the idea true form. What is true form? What does it look like? If you take Liverpool's run of form, what since February is it? They um, are, they have they've won more points per game. They've won more points than everybody else. And I think second in that form table is United. United. Yeah. yeah, and then comes City, even though they won the league, and then comes Chelsea behind them as well. So lads, in reality, like these are the four teams that we we're talking about that we expect to be in the top four this season. These are the four teams that are pulling away from everyone in the league. But this early in, in, into a season, it's near impossible to establish real true form and who the real runners and riders are, with the, unless somebody starts running away with it like we did in 2019. Ray, ready? Yes, I think that's fair enough. To, um, uh, I, I don't know. Look, I think it's easy to get led sometimes by, by narratives and, and, and media online and stuff. Just You can only go from the games you've watched so far. I... I I still don't know where I am at with this Liverpool team. I'm still, you know, happy where they are, no doubt. But I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm um, as confident as the rest of you are with them. Or, or, or I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with it, and mm. I don't know who I'd be tipping. Um, and you know, sorry to follow the pack, but I've, I've been impressed with Chelsea when I've seen them, and they look, they look rock solid as well. Um, yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I'd probably go with Chelsea. You'd be, as you say, current form, so to speak, and looking into here and now. Um, but with the record you've just talked about with Liverpool, I, I would be surprised at that. I didn't know that. I don't know where you pulled that stuff from, but I'm surprised at it. So, would you be even surprised to know that Liverpool and Chelsea's results are identical this season? Identical scores, everything. Okay. Um, no, well. No, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'm surprised or not. I'm, I'm, what I'm talking about here is just you're, you're looking at teams and you're sort of getting a vibe when you watch teams. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's basically what, what, what you're Boys, judging off. And me so... looking at Chelsea. Well, I don't know. What, what do you want to say? You're feeling, uh, uh, you know, because you can have two fellas sitting beside each other watching a team and they'll have, have two totally different teams. I'm only I've been with Chelsea when I've seen it. Um, and at, at the minute, they look, they, they, they for me look the strongest team at the minute. Right, Ray Dicko. Ray Brady's gone mad there. I think it's the Stranger Things t-shirt he has on him. Um, for you, for you, when you look at the form, do you care, by the way, do you care at this point of the season, five games in, what where people are in the league table and what it looks like? Or do you have a longer view in terms of what these teams are actually doing? I think you always want to get off to a good start. I, the one thing I don't really take into account is what happened last season. So, you know, bring the unbeaten run from last season into this season is a bit irrelevant to me. So I, I, I get what, where you're coming from, though, Phil. I think because of because we had the season last, you know, 
just gone with no fans and you know it's the return of fans it's kind of the return of fo- football return of normality um you know i, I i've you know I, i've actually spent quite a bit of time back in liverpool recently and you know i think it's just it just feeds into the whole narrative of society getting back to normal and i think there's a lot of hype at the moment about you know the Premier League, obviously the big transfers, you know, there was some splash signings, you know, Lukaku coming to Chelsea, Ronaldo, you know, really topped everything, really. That's, I hate to say it, but it really has topped everything that's happened in the last few seasons. Um, and, you know, you watch Match of the Day and just get a sense that the really, everything's getting sort of hyped up, you know what I mean? And, and, and every kind of results every performance everything's getting over analyzed you know almost in game i mean i watched that i watched that newcastle leeds game on friday night and, and and honestly you would think like that you know relegation was around the corner for newcastle when leeds went one nil up it was it was it was just all a little bit mad um yeah it, it's just the, the the intensity around at the moment is is probably like something we haven't seen for years and years Back on us and our form, how we've started. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but I, I sense a bit like Ray that you know we shouldn't get too carried away with 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 the fact that we've got you know the points on the board, the wins and the draw. I, I'm actually still really pissed off over the fact that we didn't take advantage of that situation against Chelsea. Um, you know, them down to ten men. Um, and as good a defensive performance as they put in, I think that was a wasted opportunity. And I just noticed today as well, I didn't even realise this, but apparently, uh, not that it ever comes to these things, but you never know. Um, the, you know, this 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 can, this can go head head to head this season. I, I didn't realise that that was a that was a tiebreaker, and it wasn't goal difference. But I read somewhere that it was it was down to head to head. And and obviously, if we're in a title race with Chelsea, which I firmly believe we will be. Um, then who knows? Who knows what that wasted opportunity actually ends up at the end of the season becoming? We have a super chat there from kill underscore de underscore Kardashians, um, who paid Zar 35s, um, which is a, a massive amount in Zars. Two euro, two euro. Anyone else? I've got Zar 35. Thanks, thanks South, South African rands, I think it is. Yeah, it is. It's a solid, That's, it's a solid two euro. Solid to your to your into the key. That's the Sienna Fund. So anybody else sick of the media and pundits putting Ronaldo on a pedestal, completely ignoring his diving, whining, and rebounded gold, or is it just me? Um, Andy, that's a question I'm going to ask you there. Doesn't help Phil that he's scored in every fucking game, does it? You know what I mean. But, but um, right, <laughs> that goes that goes back to the to, to the Mo Salah piece. Imagine how how wrecked everyone is given he's a one season wonder into his fifth season and he scores every single game. Like, look again, just there, knows what to do, drills it, bang. AC Milan misses a penalty, doesn't make a blind bit of difference, will score anyway. Like, do you know what I mean? He is, he is as good. He's actually better than Ronaldo at the moment because he does more, he creates more, he causes more things, and he's actually got a better figure than as well. I saw a graphic today that showed that these muscles that run down the side are more defined than Cristiano Ronaldo's now when he whips off his jersey. Um, and United fans were going mad saying that actually Cristiano Ronaldo's are more defined than Mo Salah. So this is going to be the narrative all season. Who has the best body uh, between Salah and Ronaldo? Would you, would you say they both shaved their chests or use Mac? 
No, it's it's I, I don't think Mao had a Persian rogue there a few years back now. It's he's, <laughs> he's wanting everyone to say that that fucking nine, 94 pack he has. Yeah, I don't think I don't think for start Ronaldo has actual hair. I think he's got like do you remember um <laughs> He's got he's got Lego hair. He just takes it off. <laughs> yeah. He was uh, his all his hair. Yeah, remember, hair. remember his statue? Remember they made a statue of him? <laughs> oh my god! It was looked like they put him in front of a fire, fire and just let him melt. And when you got the statue bollocks, I left it in front of the fire. Quick, it was like it. it was like it was like if you got an arrow bar, right? <laughs> And you stripped away the layers of chocolate to turn it into a Ronaldo statue. And that's exactly that needs what to get know. more air in, actually. I forgot all about that. I need to start yeah. fucking that picture up on Twitter a whole lot now every time they talk yeah. about that fucker's garden gold. But, yeah, so I think, like, Andy, for you, like, with Ronaldo is, is, and Salah and, 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 and the whole lot, is, is it down to chest hair now at this point? <laughs> <has> the best. <laughs> the time. Is that the tiebreaker, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Level on points, whip off the jersey. Wet t-shirt competition <laughs> between the two lads. I think the, the the question goes back to um the the thirty five czar um and their <coughs> Kardashian like the media <laughs> the media it's a new uh, character <laughs> the thirty five czar Kardashian uh, you know. It it is a bit mad how how much media attention Ronaldo gets. Like, look, essentially now he's just become this kind of poacher, you know, and he's brilliant at it. Let's let's make no mistake. But you look at what Salah does for Liverpool and every department is passing. Um, is tracking back. You know, Klopp talked about that triangle that they started this season with um, Trent, Elliot, and Salah, and then Henderson got involved and Elliot's injured. And uh, the amount of times he kind of bails Trent out, like, you know, when I say bails out, look, I mean, that's the system. Trent is allowed to do that. Trent is allowed to uh, get to the boy line and, and get involved and and uh, get shots on target or set, try and set up goals. But Salah's there. I mean, he's so much better player, yet the media don't seem to recognise it. And, I mean, it always seems to be a way with our players is the, the media are slow to give Liverpool credit. I mean, talk about... Liverpool being title challengers and everything gets taken away because of the likelihood that we might um, experience injuries like other teams can't have injuries as well. Now it's extraordinary, but anyway, um, it doesn't boil down to Chester. It boils down to Salah being twice the player that um, Ronaldo is these days. It boils down, somebody uh, tweeted an article earlier about has Salah now become number three in the world ahead of Neymar? How ridiculous is that? He's been he's been way Number ahead of Neymar, Neymar for years. Um, with what's going on with Messi now, it doesn't seem to have been the, the greatest start in the world at PSG. He's already fallen out with the manager. Um, Salah's the best player in the world. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's time people recognise that the best player in the world is playing in the Premier League. And he won't always be in the Premier League. They, the Premier League themselves. and uh, the be in the Super and, League with us. <laughs> <laughs> They should, uh, they should actually, they should actually be proud of that fact because he's been, he's been at Liverpool now for well, nearly five years. This is his fifth season, and every season he's performed unbelievably at high levels. And this is a fella who doesn't play centre forward. Ronaldo's going to get bags of goals, but he's just standing up front. You know what well, I mean? See, this, this, this is the thing. Ronaldo is now a centre forward. He used to be 
and it's a, a wide forward or a wing forward until he went to Real Madrid. Then he became this centre forward that played alongside Benzema. People used to think that he, was, he wasn't playing off the wing. He was just playing, roaming in around Benzema and picking up pieces and taking free kicks and, and hitting the ball out of the Bernabeu, right? Yeah. Now you look at it and you, you look at Salah. He's still playing off the wing. His goal return as a wide forward or as a winger has yeah. never, been, never been seen before. Right. Even Messi plays as a 10. When Me- Messi wasn't scoring the goals he scored until the, until Pep moved him in to that sort of inside forward channel and where he could just go and roam and pick up the ball and, and go from what he wants. You look at Salah and he he is attacking off that right flank. Him and Trent are underlapping, overlapping, underlapping, twisty lapping. All, all the t- all the lappings he can do, the boys are doing it. Pretend he lapping. He just has that knack of picking up the right place at the right time, being in the box, following the ball, or, or knowing where the ball is going to break and scoring the goals. And I couldn't give a flying shot what Ronaldo does or what Lukaku does, or who no, they don't even have a centre forward at City anymore because Pep has revolutionised the game and, and he's he's actually shown a new way of, of doing things. He's now not winning games to win games. It's it's, mm. it's amazing what he's doing, right? Um, and I, I keep thinking to myself, when I look at true form, I look at, okay, so who are my players that are on form? And who are the players that are going to have dips across the course of the season and can be covered by the other guys that are there? So we've, we've looked at Mane, and it seems to me that Mane isn't the player he was three years ago, which is normal. He's getting older. That's just, he doesn't seem to have that, that, that incredible burst of acceleration he has over two. He still has a very high top end speed, but he just doesn't, that, he used to have this burst of acceleration that took him away from players. Now it's a lot more. It seems to be a lot more in his brain in terms of having to beat players and do things. You look at Jota, right? We're missing Firmino, and and that's not that I've, I've said. You know, I've expected more out of Firmino, but he is missing. He is out, right? Then you look at United and you say, right, they have what? Mount Rashmore, um, <laughs> Mounty, Mounty, and you know, you've got your man, the Marshall, who may as well be Marshall Braves there, the fella couldn't kick snow off a barn. And then they've got Ronaldo. They signed Ronaldo because they needed a, a number nine. If he's mm. if he can't play. Yeah, but you know what gets ignored? They've signed Ronaldo. They signed Sancho, who was who let's yeah. like a couple of years ago, uh, when he was being linked to United was was uh, probably the most sought after player at the time in yeah. terms of availability. Mm-hmm. United failed to sign him. Now they've actually signed him, right? And why why are people ignoring if they, I guarantee if he was playing for Liverpool, the media be coming down uh yeah. um you know, yeah. On 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 the same way that Liverpool. So I have to say, right, the, the reality yeah. is, and I think it's only because his mates work in the press and, and a large amount of the press. If anybody else was there as the United manager and they were still getting the results they're getting, like they went to play the the young lads in in in, in Bern, wherever it is, right, and they were beaten by them lads um, last week, which is outrageous when you think about it. Some some Austrian team made up of of. Um, Butchers and, and candlestick makers and and the lads and the Mercedes, right? And like they they basically went and lost there, and they still had a, a more or less forced eleven that was sitting out that could play in the Premier League for them. Um, and I go back to it, and I, I just think that's just because they're piss poorly managed. And long may Solskjaer stay at United, as far as I'm concerned. He'll yeah. probably keep them in the top four because they have the most expensive squad in the league. They've spent more money than anybody else in the league, um, and that's what it is. And uh, they. You know they they wasted so much money. Look, they waste look look at their centre backs and look at their centre midfield. Right, they have about nine show ponies, no engines, loads of lots of money spent on fellas up the top end of the pitch, and then two 
uh, lads that were in Lord of the Rings and the Fellowship of the Rings. They were standing there as the, as the boat came down the river. Um, just massive statues that would just fall over and hit into each other. They're, they're awful. And then they have, like they have a fella who is really who's like an average version of Cloyne at right back, and they have um, the Hamburglar at left back. So like you, you know, in, in in reality, like I think you know it are probably outperforming what the sum total of their parts are, and that's pro- that's unlikely to continue over the course of the season. So when we talked about Chelsea, I think Chelsea have true form. Mm. I think City have false form. I think City will do a City. And win a hundred matches in a row out of seven games, and suddenly we we level on points with us all. And we're like, how did that happen? Right? Um, because they it's have. Not, the, it's not going to take a lot. I mean, they're only no. a few points off the pace. It's two or two or three points, unless you're seven yeah. or eight points behind. Like yeah. two, three points, as we know ourselves, we were ten points off in March, and we we, we still managed to finish toward the league. Right. Mm. The um, only thing we talk about City in a, in a while, but mm. you know what I mean. It's there, there's there's trouble there. There's something else going on behind the scenes Definitely in Syria as, as, mm. as opposed to something else. So, like, I think, lads, that I, 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 long may our, long may Neville push the narrative that something's not right and we're not as good as we were two years ago. Because as long as he pushes that and we keep doing what we're doing at the moment, he's right. We're not as good as we were two years ago. We're fucking better. He's doing us a favour, to be fair. Yeah. No, I, t- I think, um, I think... Clap needs. Sorry, sorry. I just, I was going to say, as a sense this weekend, that a few pundits started to wake up to the fact that we might be challenges this season. (laughs) I, I, I think the the biggest thing for us is I look at our defence and you you see Kanate comes in at the weekend and we just we look as strong, if not stronger, with him there. Right, they were able to play Matip and Gomez, got away with it. Right in terms of the, the the result that was there, you can rest Van Dyke, which we never thought we'd do before. We can rest Robertson. I'm re- I really like Simicus. I have to say I really like him. I think he's he's Phil believes he's a real player now. I, like, I, I, he wasn't there last year. He went on a massive holiday round the world trip. <laughs> <laughs> he won the Enrique ticket to go around the world to do whatever he wanted for for twelve months. Now he's there. He's the, the year off, his career break did him well, and he's coming back and he's on fire for us, right? The only question mark you have over, and, and Milner does really well at the weekend, but you're still worried about what happens at right back if, if Trent has an enforced an enforced absence. But my God, you look at that midfield, and I'm, I'm looking at Hendo, Thiago, and Fabinho. The balance is fantastic across it. You know, I know Kayser comes on and scores his, his goal, and, and fair play to him. Um, but the balance in that midfield was just beautiful to watch at the weekend. It's, mm. it's just a, it's, it's it's a really nice balanced midfield. It has everything. It's got the it's got the metronome and, and Thiago with who can pick the balls. You've got Hendo who's pushing the whole team along, and then Fabinho is, is just is a one man world. Out of this world, like yeah. you know, I, I'm 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 as happy as I have been for a while. And whether we win the league or not, I think we're going to go close. No, mm. I, I, you know, it's going to take something yeah. to really beat us. <laughs> yeah, um, D- David Glennon asked there is there any news on Thiago injury. I think it was the calf injuries expected to miss two games, which is Norwich and Brentford, and then then he's, he's in contention for Porto. Mm. Um, you know, like a lot of people gave out about now. It, it all seems to be about depth at the moment, and have we got mm. enough players to be making those signings? But I remember beforehand the the argument was about the creativity in midfield, and you're talking about balance there. Um, you know, say Liverpool's first choice midfield at the moment is Thiago Henderson and uh, Fabinho. And um, with Kate knocking on the door and, you know, Ellie when he's fit as well, there's quite a few players that, that can come in seamlessly. But 
what Klopp did there in looking at uh, Wijnaldum likely to leave and bringing in Thiago, changing things up a little bit, making the, the midfield that bit more dynamic. I mean, it's 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 absolutely beautiful now, that midfield, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. it has a, bit, a little bit of everything. You know, yep. l- look at how, how high up Thiago can win the ball and the transition to create uh, chances, how Thiago uh, picks up the ball deep, sprays balls out to the out of uh Trent or Robbo or whoever, you know, Salah. It's quality and Henderson like still working as hard as ever. It's it's a quality midfield and uh, seriously underrated. I think Curtis Jones as well. We'll you know Jones, he's yeah. one we can we can we can hope to see a bit of development from mm. you know uh, I guess it's unfortunate for Harvey Elliott, but I think that'll open up more opportunity for Curtis well, Jones. We've even forgotten for Harvey Elliott, and it's like, and that's not doing the fella a disrespect because he's been he was fantastic for us until he got injured. You know what I mean? Like he looked like a player we signed for twenty four, twenty five million quid, and it's gone straight in. Like that city spent a hundred million on Grealish, and Elliott was having as big an impact for us, if not bigger, than Grealish has had. At City, like City signing Grealish was the most stupid signing I've ever seen in my life for the amount of money they spent on him. Mm-hmm. He didn't make the team any better. Is you know what I mean? Like he he was another one of the same players that they're going to play and do the same things as they're already doing. What did what did he what's what's different to Grealish being in just that team? Luxury, just a luxury and something as you say they didn't particularly need, and and it and I think it was also an element of them feeling like they had to sign him to stop him from going to another one of the rivals. You know. I'd be honest with you, had Ronaldo gone to City, that would have made a lot more sense than what went and happened. Like you know, yes. Ronaldo going to United it was yes. purely about him not going to City. It wasn't about yeah. what he was going to do for United or what he was going to. It was just to stop. And to be honest with you, I'm glad Ronaldo didn't go. If they had had him up front to be there, what was clearly what their plan was to have a Harry Kane type number nine who could score loads of goals mm. with the lads yeah. servicing him from it, off the wings, that would have been a much more damaging proposition than what went that what what they've gone and done. So I'm I'm let them have Grealish look like a smashing player, but he's not he's not a difference maker to that city side. I could be no. proven wrong. I'm sure I'll have this 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 trial back in my face at the come the end of the season. But at this moment in time, looking at what's there, I just think it's they signed the same same. Like they have mm. Sterling they did that. They had Mares that yeah, did it. Mares, they, had, yeah. they had one of the Silvers to do it. They had name of player that City signed that plays in off the channels and it's the same player just signed loads of the same players mm. I, think they could, I, I think fraud. they could I think they could finish fourth they could yeah I think they could um, I think Chelsea have the advantage of this sort of unknown at the moment like people haven't quite figured out <clears throat> how to mm. play against them and you know Lukaku playing centre forward at times is unplayable you know they've, they've quality all over the pitch teams it's going to be a while before teams can figure out how to play them and then look the media are, are building Chelsea up that's fair enough the media likes something new they want mm-hmm. they want a really exciting Premier League they they dream of four teams challenging for the title you know they're bored of City and Liverpool going toe to toe for the last few years <clears throat> and they probably wouldn't want Liverpool to run away with it again and United, I think Ronaldo makes a big difference. He's going to score every bloody game, but they, they're weak at the back. There's no plan. It's massive. I, I think we're being, you know, a little disingenuous there with United. They finished second last year and they're at the, at the, at the, at one of the best strikers around on, on the game. 
Yeah, he's right. They finished, the whole team. they finished second with five points ahead of Liverpool, who had their worst season, and like you know. Yeah, forever. but it, it, it doesn't take away from the fact they finished second. It's a it's second in the Premier League isn't some shit shit uh, fucking achievement. Uh, no, I but you 80, know, 80, listen, 80. I hate it. I hate them more than anyone else, and I Challengers, don't like them up in any way. But yeah, yeah. Let, like, let's face You're it. Second. They second in the Premier League. It's an achievement, and now they no, added to it by no, bringing in Ronaldo, who's going to score. It's not, not an achievement. achievement. No, no, it's not. 80, 80, challenging for the league and finishing second is an achievement because you you went toe to toe with the title winners and you finished on 80, 89 points or ninety points and just missed out. It's a it's a false dawn. It's given all so these. Right, right, so you're comparing it with how close we were in the in the year we were runners up, but that doesn't still it's second. Absolutely, in the league. It's yeah. It's, to, it's a total. It's a total different. It's a total different ball game. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Essentially, essentially, the end up they end up in a battle for uh, for Champions League. They finished five points ahead of Liverpool and toured. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it was a it was a top four battle. It wasn't a cha- it wasn't a championship battle. <laughs> I I want I, I want to start to move it along because it's, I think it's worth talking about Ray's top because it flows into what we're talking about. And that's that is the city the, the cracks in, in city at the moment. We're looking we're talking about two teams like again. How many points did City put on the board last year? Eighty something in the end was yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, so. So they haven't managed to do a 90-point season since the year they beat us and we won the Champions League that year, right? So they finished with eight, just over the 80-point mark when they finished runners-up to us in the, in, in the season, finished in February. And when they all win the league, I think they win on 87 points, right? I think people are underestimating the difficulty it is to put up a 90-point season in any calendar year, right? In, in any year to put a 90-point season. Most times I think the league is won around 87 to 89 points and we've had those mad years where they, where City teams or a Chelsea team have done 90-plus and, of course, City did, did 100 points. Like We've managed to put string, what, three seasons of 90-plus points over the last 10 years and we've only won the league once. Which would have, we should have had three league totals if you, if you actually go by what our points totals would have normally got us. So to think that City, that Chelsea will get 90 points, United potentially get 90 points, that City get 90 points and we don't get 90 points is, I, I, I think at best two teams break 90 points. A the team, likelihood. Yeah. I, I think the likelihood. Is, defend. A team yeah. that can't defend won't get 90 points and United can't defend. They are absolutely blessed to, yeah. to beat West Ham. Blessed. A penalty in the 90th minute that they were missed. pops to beat Wolves as well. Or did they yeah. beat Wolves? I draw with Wolves, but they were pops yeah. in that match as they're well. They're so they're so weak at the back. Uh, De Gea is not half the goalkeeper he was. You know, you're you're looking at goalkeepers. You know, in, in the other t- in the other three teams that are far superior. Andy, what I was trying to say about you know it there. So all that that you've just said is perfectly true about you know it, how pops they were and uh, how shit they were. But the bottom line is it's it's doing stuff for them. They finished runners up last year and now they're up the top end of the league again at the start. So as much as we want to say they're shy, it, they won't give a fuck if we're there saying that crap about. I don't this. think they're, they're shy. Up there contending, yeah. They're contending for the league. They're right. in the in with the, right. the top four. Right, right. I don't disagree with you, but I think I think right. I think if I'm going to be straight, straight with you, it's only two teams in this in this in this group before have a history we put 90 points on the board in the last 10 years okay and that's mm-hmm. that's the, the truth even the, the years um, City won the league I think they got 89 points in terms of what it was I think if the league is won between 85 and 87 points United and Chelsea are in with a shout okay I think mm-hmm. if the league is won between 85 and 90 points the likelihood is that it's going to be won of Liverpool or City just because they have that experience of that relentless winning that, that you need yeah. in the second half of the season to get to that points total 
I don't think um, I don't think United. There's a comment in the about United's average over the last three seasons being sixty-eight points. This is uh, Sten Solly in the comments. Um, <laughs> I, I don't recall them breaking eighty. I might be wrong, but I don't recall them breaking eighty points in those three seasons. So I don't see where they're going to make that giant leap into the into the eighties, potentially nineties. They haven't got close to ninety points in years. I'm, I'm not saying they can't, but I'm just saying it's unlikely, right? And I just want to yeah. point: I, I don't, I don't. It's not that it's impossible for them to do, and, and potentially with Ronaldo, you might just you could be a 13, 14 like us, where it wasn't about the defending; it was just about scoring teams and just coming off with mad results and 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 stuff like that happens, right? Stuff like that happens. John, you're right. Chelsea got ninety three points under Conte. I thought it was eighty nine, but like yeah, again, so Chelsea have, but like that team has been disbanded essentially in terms of what was there under Conte compared to what's there now at the moment. But they they do have that history. The only thing is on, on the talk, the Tuchel side, he's he's been one of those that has cracked, right? I'm not at PSG he didn't crack, but at, at, at Dortmund he did tend to crack in those really tight, um, tight races. So when he was at Dortmund, was expected to challenge Bayern Munich, he couldn't. He cracked in the big games, and he hasn't faced the big games yet. We talk about the big game as ourselves against Chelsea. Nothing was riding in that game. It's happened so early in the season. Yeah. It's like it's like the lads talking about their games against City and United coming up in October. I'm glad we're getting them in October. Anything you drop in October, you can make up by Christmas. It's recoverable. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah. It, it, it's it, it's when you get to the far side, it's it's like the old. I think it's Ferguson once said. He says you can't win a league in September, but you can lose it. Right. Mm. So you can, and that's when you look at when you look at what's going on. There's really only four teams at this point who have the capabilities. I say the capabilities to do it right yeah i think um, i think you know moving on to the city uh, situation phil i mean it's yeah chelsea, I do. it's chelsea city this weekend isn't it i mean it's a huge like you know a huge three games coming up for them they've got chelsea then they've got psg in the champions league and then they've got ourselves you know what i mean so for city like this is a fairly significant week, even if it is early in the year. And they're coming off the back of it. You know, I'm talking about City's cracks here. You know, it's, you know, everyone can have one of those days where you, you have a nil-nil. It was a, you know, it was a funny game. It was strange, you know, sending off that was overturned, which, by the way, was completely and utterly ridiculous, unprecedented from, from what I can see in a game for a, a, a decision like that to be overturned when it, it clearly wasn't clear and obvious. Um, it was a strange game. They had a goal at the end, which was disallowed. Uh, right, rightly so, they could have stole it. But it wasn't so much the fact that they, you know, struggled against, you know, a sort of a bang average, you know, mid-table, you know, historically mid-table side. It was just all the other shenanigans that was going on and and, and Pep kind of, you know, you know, lo- losing his kind of rag a little bit and, and sending out that signal to the fans that, you know, he's clearly, dis- you know, he's, he's discontented with what he sees as a fan base there that's not turning up and getting behind the team. I mean, it is quite hard to, to understand and believe that a team that's been challenging for the league every year uh, was on the cusp of winning the Champions League last season after a season and a half of fans not being allowed in stadiums that they can't sell out. It's just, it's just, it, I, mean, I can see why it would be driving them absolutely like nuts because it, it, it just, it defies logic really. So I think, you know, between what we've seen from them in the summer in terms of not 
going out there and getting the players that they needed to strengthen in the areas that they needed to address, particularly up front. Um, you know, he's he's re, he's relying on Jesus. Um, yeah, he'll he'll always score goals every now and then, but he's not that kind of dominant goal scorer. He, he clearly hasn't had faith in him for a long time. Um, so I, I I just see, you know, to me the thing that annoys me now is that Chelsea have you know really kind of gone up a level under Tuchel, and that they you know that they are going to be a real proper threat to us this season. Uh, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't believe United will hold that consistency through the course of the thirty-eight games. Um, I would like someone to work out Chelsea sooner rather than later because right now they have this kind of air of they're not going to concede or they might concede one, and they've always got that threat going forward. They just seem to have that right blend to really get through a full season. The European champions, there's just that little bit of a swagger back about them yeah and a bit uh, you'd look at it happen sooner rather than later just to take the wind out of ourselves a little yeah bit. just a bit of steel and determination so i think this, the, the city cracks are there for everyone to see it'll be really interesting this week now they'll probably go ahead and but, and, have a, and, a, and have a blinder of a week but i think that will paper up the cracks for so long they'll keep emerging and keep emerging and okay right you know, can, can, I, can i just add on, on is this again Hope more than a, than a reality. I know. I think Pep was taken probably aback by the fact that the city fans kicked back about his. Can you tour? Where he asked them, can they turn up in the stadium and, and be fans and, and make the place loud? Like this seems to. This, okay, I'm not defending city fans here, but like in reality, they used to have a stadium that held thirty to thirty five thousand fans. It was always full, right? They now have a stadium that holds fifty five thousand fans, and you can see about thirty five thousand fans turn up. On, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Is it not just that City are what they are, which is a mid-tier, mid-tier club? They aren't, they, they have no, there's no real attraction to City outside of England, right? So there's no international presence. There's no, they don't have a global superstar. They don't have anything that draws international fans out. They've never performed in the big games. They haven't won any European trophies. The only thing they have going for them is that they've won loads of leagues in the last 10 years in England. The only thing they have going for them is that they have Pep Guardiola as their manager. But Pep Guardiola as a manager hasn't won a Champions League title in nearly a decade now at this stage, right? And Pep Guardiola has never built anything from scratch. And he's never built anything where he hasn't had the richest team in the league. And people are cottoned on to the fact that Pep Guardiola, while he plays lovely, expansive football, Really is, is delivers what you expect to get out of the money that's being spent on the team that's that's there and doesn't bring anything new. To, it doesn't he doesn't make that team better than what they are. They would have won what they've won in England had Conte been manager, had Simeone been manager, right? But they've done nothing in Europe. They've got to a Champions League final. That's all they've done. That's literally it in a nutshell. That's what they've done under Pep Guardiola. And he's bottled it, as he bottled it when he was at Bayern Munich in terms of getting the Champions League quarterfinals and getting knocked out in the semifinals. And as he has, as he's done everywhere since he hasn't had Messi in the team, who was a true global superstar. So when you say the cracks are shown in City, is it not just a case that the reality is starting to dawn on him 
that he's actually what he might be at the richest club in terms of monetary value that that can be spent in the in the country he's at. He's not at a big club. He's not at an important club. A club. He's not at a club that has a global presence that he had potentially at Bayern Munich and he had at Barcelona before. And this is actually Pep maybe just greasing that little wheel that allows him that if he doesn't win the Champions League this year, that he has his exit. He has the little the, the door is just that little bit cranked open to, to, to squeeze out and rebuild Barcelona or rebuild <laughs> Juventus. Right? Can I can I yeah. counter that a small bit there and just sort of say that you know we're, we're saying he didn't do this or, or he hasn't done that, but the bottom line is they won the league and they made it to a Champions League final. So they were 90 minutes away from having a fucking amazing season. Now I think Pep has made reference numerous times to with what a crowd can do. At Anfield, you've seen the interviews where he was on a, on some foreign channel being uh, talk, talking uh, about Anfield and what it can do and what it can, and he knows that this that that could that could be that this is a call to arms for for his fans wondering is this is this what we need do we need it's only twenty five thousand right there's only twenty five thousand he's calling this is what he's calling for even the thousand to make more noise he's calling for he wants an atmosphere like thing he's wondering is that the little final piece that could push them over the line with the with the European stuff. He knows what it is. He, it, it could also be even league-wise, knowing that we have that age back in our sleeve, knowing that we were only half the team without fans behind us last year. You know, and he's 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 asking for help. I think you know, um, he's asking for that extra little bit. Like I said, they were we're making it sound like they were shy. I mean, they won the league and we're we're, we're in the right, Champions uh, League right. final. You know? Own book makes a great point. Pep Guardiola and Klopp. Does Klopp win the Champions League with that squad that City has? Oh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think so yeah, there you yeah, go. I believe so. Yeah, you've, a- yeah. you've answered you've answered my question. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, take well, back all your points. No, bring them no, out to no, the no. bin. <laughs> chuck them in there. Andy, City's cracks. Do you like looking at City's cracks? Because I heard you're a dab hand <laughs> with drones. <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, there's some valid points made. Look. Uh, you know, asking for fans to get behind a team, it doesn't work that way. You can't ask for that. Can't like you can't dish out like uh hymn sheets on, on seats or, or tell or tell fans to arrive early and crank up the volume. It doesn't work like that. The reason Anfield works so well is because everyone's willing, everyone's there for the same purpose, everyone's been doing this for years. And it creates such an atmosphere and it's real. And every team that comes to Anfield feels it. AC Milan felt it. It you don't ask, can you do that? I mean, look, even even look at ourselves when you know when Klopp was on about the fans heading off early because they need to get off because of traffic or or whatever else, or he couldn't really understand how the, the, the ground wasn't packed out. But we get that ground packed five minutes before the kickoff. And the and the fans, if it's if things are going all right, you know, and the the games in the balance, fans stay. Liverpool fans come to Anfield and support Liverpool when they when Liverpool most need them, and it doesn't work like that at at uh, plastic clubs like City. Um, they've won loads of leagues, yeah, but I would imagine if I got into the head of you know a real City fan, like you know that's supporting for decades I doubt they really really feel you know connected to to what's going on at the moment okay they might crave the European Cup that will will be another box ticked but they can't feel that this is the city that they are so associated 
two over the years. And I wouldn't feel it if this was Liverpool leader. We were taken over by, by um, you know, state owners, Arabs or Irish or whatever. It just wouldn't feel it just wouldn't feel right to me. And you know, you can have your manager stand up and press conference and ask to rally the troops and do this for the little edge and 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 it, that's what he's trying to do and fair play to him but in reality that's not how it works um they're they're a good team and I, but i think they've got worse i think they've they've they're on a steady decline they haven't been able to replace top players like silva and aguero um i don't think Grealish was a necessary 100 mil, million sign and someone like kane probably was so Look, they'll probably put egg in my face and go on and win the league. Maybe they will, but I, I see them on the decline. I see problems there. I think they'll probably benefit from seeing the back of Pep now at this stage and bringing in someone fresh with fresh ideas and getting them playing in a different way. Um, so I'm not I'm not as concerned about City this year as I would normally have. It's, it's Chelsea. It's Chelsea for me. I am. I'm, I'm genuinely like I, I I look past the as I said the immediacy. And I still look at, at at City, and you just know that they could go out and lash out two hundred million quid on Haaland in January, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm just just like they could easily do it. And if they get Haaland in, you may as well write off every trophy in England again because the the fella is just a freak. He's better than Mbappe. He's better than better than anything I've seen, and I don't know how long. Like if you had. Haaland and Salah, I'd like you, you wouldn't even need to watch the games. You just know what's going to happen. Salah's going to score loads of goals, and Haaland's going to score loads of goals. And it doesn't even matter if you let loads of goals in because the two of those lads will score more goals than everyone else in the world, right? But th- because they're financially doping, whatever they want to do, they're, they're just in, in a completely different, completely different zone to the rest of us, and they can literally go and do whatever they want. So it takes to me. It's like I, I want to enjoy. What we get up to Christmas, see what happens in January with whether if if City so uh, strength or not. See if we're there thereabouts with the with United and Chelsea, which I, I think we should be. I don't think we'd be far off at most. We'll either be slightly ahead of them, or we might be two to three points behind them. Like we're not. There's not going to be that much of a, of a of a massive discrepancy. I don't believe between the, between the two um, teams, but there's no way I'm writing City off. There, there's just way too much talent in that squad. In the same way. There's way there's way too much talent in their squad to be worried that we're not going to be good this year. There's way too much talent in their squad to be thinking that they're not going to do anything. But to do anything in Europe, it doesn't make a difference. They get to the semi-finals. Guardiola will play himself at centre midfield, and that's the end of that. Right? It's just fucking, you know, he's he's he just hasn't got it. But Andy, uh, is it not? Do you not think though that Guardiola would have been better off? seeing if you could get Oasis to do a boss night or the Manchester equivalent <laughs> to, to get the, the fans roof. going on the roof. They could have got nice uh, segue. Liam Gallagher to go up on the truss of the Manchester City <laughs> Stadium, the Etihad Stadium, and do a song for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do. don't and and get the fans going that way before their big game against Chelsea. Wouldn't that be great? And then they could then they could go over to Noel Gallagher on the other side because they already they, hate each other. So they what would they be sing? The what would they sing about? Go <laughs> let it out. Go <laughs> let them out. Um, Supernova. Uh, the whole lot. Just just whatever songs they wanted to sing. They, they, all the the City fans would be great, and they could all do their own Liam Gallagher impressions in the stand. Because yeah. imagine like thirty five thousand going. Yeah. Even, the, yeah, even the Gallagher's don't like Man City anymore. 
they don't, they don't, they don't tweet about them anymore. Do you notice that they, no. they don't, they don't talk about no. them? They, they, they know. They know that's yeah. not Man City anymore. The best thing that could happen to Man City for Man City fans is them to just go into administration <laughs> and end up back in Division Two or something. That's oh, they'd love that. Yeah. That would be the like best. They'd fill, and they filled it. They filled the ground. They'd fill the ground then. Yeah. yeah, going to Gillingham. They still wouldn't win the Champions League. They'd be, but no. they'd be happier. But Andy, this is an important subject for you because, like, you wanted to talk about. Barcelona and <laughs> LFC tribalism, and um, I can't wait to see where this goes. I love though, it because, because like, lo- it's all, like it's, all that. it's like the antithesis of the Manchester City fans on one side is 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 this type of Liverpool fan culture which has erupted mm, yeah. since since we got our swagger back with our rock and roll manager who is Jurgen Klopp. Go on. Take we've, it away, always, we've always had it. We've always had uh, our, our fans that would uh, congregate on a way, way in Europe and before the games and on the streets after games or when we're winning things. Liverpool fans have always been together, but they're just being together in this new way. And I was wondering when Boss Night started, would it be just a fad? Would it would it fade away? But it seems to be it seems to be bigger than ever this season. And you know. <laughs> I'm finding myself lately at home, you know, late into the night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the night, you know, the night before a game when I'm excited or when we play the game and we've won or got a good result, uh, watching an awful lot of uh, Jamie Webster and Boss Nights, you know. <laughs> this comes as a massive, massive shock to, uh, to Phil. But no, it does. Someone's saying there, uh, Midnight Talker, 50k at Madrid. It was a joy to be seen. It's the one of my biggest regrets in life was not being at that that gig. That was just yeah, that looked phenomenal. ridiculous. That just, like, I mean, that is just paradise to me as a fan. You know what I mean? You have your life, your family, and all that, but your football that is just pfft, heaven. But anyway, look, there was there was a big absence in all this last season. You know what I mean? Um, it it we just didn't have the motivation. Football is supposed to be your escape from normal life. But uh this year, you know, last year without the fans, I found myself trying to escape from football with the over, you know, mm-hmm. screening of football and punditry and it just got so tiresome, you know. But this season I'm loving it. Um Klopp forced uh one or two seasons when the excitement and anticipation was so palpable. You know, the football was great, but the fans make it. And and the buzz of those boss nights uh, in particular, it's a beautiful reminder of who our true supporters are and not the Twitter crayon smugglers that crave <laughs> transfers, modern results. Like the, These are the fans that come to the games before and after the games, go to the boss nights. And, and you know, the gig at that Liverpool Olympia, to me, looked incredible. Like, and I just love that side of the support. I feel brightness bollocks laughing still but the chanting uh in pubs before and after like i just relate to it so what are you laughing at <laughs> let me give it <laughs> yeah fucking right i'd be right you're bang on Andy. i'd be right up I just, the I just, now, right in the middle of it yeah i just really i could just relate to it so much i think it's such an important part to support the reds like everyone together defines liverpool you know and i know phil hates it but 
So that means it must be something good. So I just want to, you know, <laughs> feel the vacuum of emotion doesn't like it. It's a yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to wanted to see what the rest of you thought and everyone in the comments. Like, do you, do you love a good fan gathering? You know, whether it's boss night or there's a few other guys going around before games, so- singing in the pubs and getting the getting the atmosphere going. And you go into the ground and, you know, like to me, it's to me, it's 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 half a football. Like it's not, you know what I mean. There's the ninety minutes where you 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 enjoy your football and everything else, but but the other side of it, uh, supporting on a week to week, and me up half the night watching boss nights. You know, I, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, okay, so let me set my style out here before I let Ray Brady start jumping around and bringing out flares, right? And Ray yeah. Dicko. Going into full scouser there to fucking give us a, a flavor of a song, right? Um, one, I think uh, the fan zones and what happened in Madrid in the fan zone is arguably one of the best things I've seen to do with football, club football, in the last 20 years, right? Since the fan zones in Euro 98 when they brought, first brought them in and the ones in Germany in 2006. I think they are just, it was just an incredible outpouring of supportership in a game where there was very little trouble between two sets of fans and it was just a, it was just an outpouring in Liverpool and I think it's amazing I thought that was absolutely amazing I think that's a great <clears throat> venue and a great thing to do I think it's it's a great way to do it as you come towards the end of a season and you want to get your team you want to get the crowd roiled up before a match and if people are gathering who haven't even got tickets want to be there i think it's a great way of of keeping that frenzy around the stadium right and i also think it's it, that was the the biggest buzzkill from last season when there was no fans allowed around things and i really wish we had just done what leeds did when we got the league trophy and said fuck the fuck the rules just go out, bring it out onto a bus that we were pretending that we we're going to have and have all the fans outside the ground and just done it fuck it like do you know what i mean who get what would have been another couple of thousand cases like nobody seems to be care about cases now at this day so you know it, it drives me mad However, on the boss nights, and they can't be in the same camp. I hate it. I think it's it's the most false fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, right? There's a place for it that's in 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 the grounds. There's a place for it around the grounds, around the match. When you're bringing lads in to sing Liverpool songs in a venue, bin, bin, fucking put it in the bin, right? Like, just go and just, nah, nah, I can't. Wait, why don't I? Ah, no. It's, 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 I cringe. It just makes, it, my, my skin crawls. It just cringes when I think about everyone going along to sing Liverpool songs. Just do what Andy does. Stick on YouTube in the gaff. Get your mates over <laughs> if you say, I want to go do it. And put a big screen up and turn it up full blare. And you can just go around, put a pot in your head, and you can bang a wooden spoon off the pot, and you can feel like that you're doing something important. Ready, feel, ready. Well, I haven't. I haven't. I actually haven't been to one of those boss nights. You know, I've, I've seen Jamie Webster. For a reason. Yeah, but I've seen him. I've seen him. You're not I've on a register. <laughs> yeah, listen, I've seen him playing loads of times uh, before games and in, in different boozers and that. And uh, I, I think he puts on a great show. I will go to a Boston. I'll go to one in Liverpool. I won't go to one of the Dublin ones probably because I don't really want the load of sweaty dubs all over me. <laughs> 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 Not that sweaty scouses are any better, but uh, it's. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I get to one of those, and I'm gonna bring you flag and all. I'm gonna hang it up. I do, do enjoy yeah. it, man. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy. It. I'm gonna lock the door so he can't get back out. Uh, right, Ray, <laughs> 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 Ray, 
Is Boston life for you? You've been a proper scouser. Like, is 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 it for you, or is it just for like all the the, the lads who just roll in to town? Um, I didn't think it. W- I didn't think it was initially. Like, I, I I wasn't really attracted to going to any of those gigs, but I, obviously, I had the privilege of of being in Madrid, and you know that 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 day was like just it lives it will live forever really in the memory you know for everyone who was there i think you know the whole the atmosphere the anticipation of the game the fact that at that stage you know most of us well all of us except andy's brother knew we weren't getting to the game um (laughs) he he had the golden ticket um and there was no getting it from him so um so like that that you know that day was just you know the the sun it was roasting you know you had your bags of cans you you, you know you had the Anfield rap lads on there who were kind of you know getting the crowd g'd up a few ex players on stage and then you know Jamie Webster comes on and he's already you know got a, a kind of a half tanked up crowd to to really get into it and I like I, like I, you know I got the video clips and everything you know, that I watch every now and again just to just to get that buzz and that feeling back of my own clip, my own experience there. And it was just it was just absolutely phenomenal. Now for me, singing has always been like when I first started going to the games, you know, as a teenager, you know, it, I was going at a stage where we were where we were almost guaranteed to win every game anyway. That's when we were winning the league every season pretty much. So the 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 singing, but standing on the cop and singing was was almost as good as actually going and watching the actual football on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? It was with your mates singing. Um, I'd go to, you know, I'd fairly regularly go to aways. I mean, like some of the experiences on the the, the trips down to the to, to like London and singing for like three four hours. You know, it was just singing for me is just intertwined. I never thought that get into the boss nights and I'm not sure I'll necessarily stick my neck out and go, you know, be in a rush to go to any more gigs. But like, it's just like, it's just become another, another aspect of being a Liverpool fan that I think other teams just couldn't, they just couldn't live with it. They just couldn't rival. It's, it's crazy. It's just another strand to being a Liverpool fan. And by the way, just, just another thing that I observed, it's completely different really. Like again, as I was saying, I've been in Liverpool quite a bit recently. I- I've gone past that ground at random times in the in the middle of the week when there's been no games, and the amount of people who were at, the, at and around that stadium on a non-game day is phenomenal. Like it's you know it, it, it's it, like it, it's just some attraction now. Obviously, the stadium tours and stuff well, so forth, but. That's going yeah. to stop now, Ray, with all the working from home being finished and people having to go back to the offices. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you but, can't um, be working from I, home and you can't be turning up at Anfield saying, this is me home. This is me home. This is where I live. <laughs> I think Andy, Andy there in his fire engine outside Anfield going, oh, this is me home. I'm working from home here. <laughs> I have me, have me boss night CD. I must look for a swap for a year. That'd be good. Especially if the, the guy swap and had a season ticket. <laughs> if anyone's if any watching, <laughs> if there's any firemen or bin men or Catholic converters, uh, swappers that want to swap with Andy for a year, he'd be interested. <laughs> Get him on, on Craigslist. 
<laughs> Craig, he's on Craig's list, not done deal. Right? <laughs> Come on over, enjoy, enjoy Dublin for a year. You can go and see the guy. You can go see yeah. the guy and, and, and look at Dublin's cracks through Andy's Andy's yeah. drone. You can pay you can pay six and seven euro for a point. Yeah. You can live in my gaff. Yeah, my gaff's lovely. Yeah, and uh, Brenda be delighted to help the house for a year. Yeah, uh, nice, nice so area. Nice, you could, give you us, could give us your, give us your gaff out in Farby. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Ray Brady. Um, I don't know if I need to even bother asking you. Do you no, like boss nights? Do you? Do you like boss nights? Oh, well, do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Right, like, for matter. the fella, fella who started the Firmino chants off before the Firmino chant even existed, and spent three years yeah. trying to get that song going. So I was yeah. waiting on Dicko. I was waiting on Dicko to, to say something there, and then I was just going to bring him up the, the night we were at um, yeah. the Anfield rap gig, and Dicko yeah. and myself and Gav spent forty-five minutes outside repeating that song. Blisters on my hand from using the wall as a drum, and Dicko was front and centre getting the sing song going. So I was waiting. I thought he was going to trip himself up. Oh, I don't know if I'm into it or not. I see you lying bastard. Mm. No, it, 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 that, you know, no, I think, <clears throat> singing outside of games now is, is just seems to be as as infectious as the singing in the games. You know what I mean? You've been doing it years, right? Remember you broke your arm singing TT Camera. I didn't know it was my. I jumped out the back of a of a, a station wagon and a TT com- camera and, and broke my uh, broke my heel. Yeah, I broke my heel. So yeah, I have I have physical injuries off the back of singing songs. I love that song, by the way. It was an all time favorite. TT camera scoring a eighty sixth minute equaliser at the Dell, and um, yeah, I paid a heavy price for that. Oh, the only thing, the the o- I think I'll give us a reminder there. What was the song? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sing it now. Just give us the words there. I just need a refresher. Oh, it was, wasn't very creative. It was just no. a really basic song. The only song, the only song, yeah, no, that's the only song ever worth singing ever in the history of ever. I loved Louis the Louis Suarez song, loved the Torres bounce, but Maxi Rodriguez. Oh, I can never get that going in the sanding. Uh, like that, it's the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest player song of all. Time. You're never going to get another song as good. Sandin's not really a singing pub. Yeah, it's no, not, after not. after the, after the games, there's there's still there still does be a good sing song. Um, like the Bobby one is just on the repeat. Park, the park is generally the, the park. Exactly the park. You only have to you only have to say the opening line of any song, and the whole bills are singing it within three seconds. Yeah, no, but you the, can't, the, you can't Max, get a point though. Maxi Rodriguez, that like to take the team tune of green sleeves or whatever the hell it was called, fucking the program in the the, the Emmerdale yeah, place. Yeah, fucking Nick Berry. Yeah, what Nick Berry. Harpy, Harpy, right? Harpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To take that song and turn it into a Maxi Rodriguez song. That's it. You should have just wrapped up singing for all time and songs for all time at that point. And that song should be sang over and over and over and over again. The Louis Suarez song, phenomenal. 
Fernando yeah. Torres' song, phenomenal. Well, the Maxi- Mountains of Torres' song was ridiculous, mm. wasn't it? I was right. I was talking about going on YouTube, yokes about Boston. I tell you, dude, the, the, the clip of the Liverpool fans being locked in at all, yeah. singing the Torres' song is one of the best videos on on the web. Liverpool. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go to a. I'll go to a boss night when they start singing the Mario Balotelli song that was sung for sang for one game ever in the Tottenham match in the first game he played in. Andy's favourite. Was I that Mario was... Fantastico? <laughs> Mario, Mario Magnifico. That was dark days. That was dark days too. As Ricky, Ricky the lamppost ran around the pitch just running into things. <laughs> He'd be a good well, here, is, on, on the, on the music know. thing, it's not just fans anyway. I just wanted to briefly say, if you only have to watch the, the, the players' reactions and all, they do shown them clips of the players watching, the, <clears> watching their own, own songs being sung by the fans. And, you know, it's massive. It's, 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 it's where it's going. It's, it's all about us and, uh, yeah, it's fucking great. Feels just a negative. But I think that's. I, I honestly think, no. like you know, as a Liverpool no. fan, I'm extremely biased. But, but I do think that there there is a connection between us and the and the players, like no other club. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe not no other club, like you know, in Argentina and in England, Brazil, and you in know, England. Other, like in Germany, in you've got that. Yeah, in England, absolutely. Because <laughs> I think you know, I, I, I think the, the, it could definitely be rivaled across the world in terms of the connections yeah. that the fans no, have fair, with, no, with clubs. I take, I take your, I take your point, but there's definitely this thing between um, even with, with Klopp, like he he senses straight away. I mean, it's probably part of the reason he came to Liverpool. But uh, the players seem to really love the fans. You know what I mean? They really do. It does seem genuine. You know what I mean? I, I have to say, Andy, when you talk about that, the one one crowd that I think, and like I hate that team, but the one crowd that I always think has a phenomenal support is the Palace fans in Selhurst yeah. Park, right? Mm, I, I, I always they have yeah. an insane bunch of fans, and they yeah. make and they never fans. stop. Yeah, no, mm. and, and, and you know when they when they come downfield, they don't sing the usual, uh, you know, yeah, can feed the scousers or and you never. Fucking so sign on and all that. They yeah. don't really. They look make. I could be, <clears throat> oh yeah, you know, stand corrected. But I don't think they do. I think they're they're fairly decent traveling uh, supporter. Like I've seen some of the worst come downfield, and um, and and they they've been pretty pretty cool. I think I think the difference, the the real difference that you make is that we don't tend to sing about the other teams that much, right? No. Yeah. Most away fans sing about the other team relentlessly doesn't matter who it is right mm-hmm. especially when they come to play against us they just spend, seem to spend their time singing about us whereas when, they have an inferiority complex and liverpool don't tend to have that against any team really that ray yeah. and also they, they're shit at making up their own songs like let's be yeah, honest I mean, the amount i, of I pulled the united fan on. up on this now and i named off about i'm not exaggerating i think about 10 or 11 songs that united fans sing that in some way mention liverpool and yeah. it was, was going back down the list but, but the usual Oh, Manchester is full of shit. I can't really think of many where there's a, a song or a verse about United. You know, but they sing Manchester and they, the cop responds with shit after it. But there's no real songs with a lyric about them. Whereas United of all these uh, feed the Scousers, this uh, Gary Neville is a red, he hates Scousers, still singing about Diego Forland, scoring about, you know, there's, there's about, honestly, about what about all, all Manchester is full of shit? Yeah, but that's what it says. That's yeah. that's one that I've, I've mentioned. But in general, like it's not done by us. But they've a fucking serious catalogue of stuff mentioned in Liverpool. You know. So, 
with that, Ray, I just uh, that, that almost takes us to the end of the show. But we've got one topic left, which is Ray's, which who can play the flute the, bless, the best? No, it's not. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's what it's sort of is. It's it's to get around the squad management, and I think it's it's relevant because we're playing in the league club, the league club, <laughs> the league club, <laughs> the league cup. Um, this week and the league cup. Is no, you're pe- such a big fan of domestic yeah. cup tra- competitions, Phil. Aren't you? I've, I'm trying on to get record. Your, I'm to get on record. In Phil, trying to get your little fella registered for tomorrow night. <laughs> and now, I, I, I have to say, I have to say, I've chopped my little fella off at this stage. Um, but the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell you the Nottingham Phil. No, there's because because the the. Uh, now, um, anyway, right. Uh, look, I'm I'm actually a fan of the League Cup. I like it because you get to see loads of lads that you won't normally see. Right? It happens early in the season, and it doesn't impact what's going on, and it doesn't have the same level of crass vulgarity of of made up historic bollocks that comes along with the FA Cup, where they're still trying to put an importance on it. Everyone knows that the League Cup is a bit of a laugh. Right, mm-hmm. everyone knows. Everyone knows that it's a good chance to get lads who'll never get a look in normally out to get a look in to see if they're any use whatsoever. Um, and if you you only have to win a couple of games and go ooh, or if you don't, you end up with mad games. Like, do you remember we played Middlesbrough and we had a penalty shootout and it was like 27, 26 49, forty eight. I finished. I think. Yeah, yeah. is still taking kickouts on one on one of the penalties that he's doing. Right, he didn't get fucking near Fucking twenty penalties and didn't get a near at him. Oh, he scored. He scored. He scored his penalty though, so that would give him that. But so did so did your man who was the 18 choice goalkeeper from Middlesbrough that night that yeah, scored his yeah. penalty. Well. But Ray, I think this comes around to your squad management piece because it looks. It, uh, I'll let you take away, but I'm, I'm assuming that this looks like that that Klopp is actively rotating the squad a lot this season as opposed to previous years. Yeah, well, basically, my whole thought was on it that so far he seems to be rotating the squad this season. And what I wanted to know was your take on has last season's injuries and what happened to us played a part in how he's approaching this season? Do you think that he's almost saying, I'm not going to try born out players? Maybe that was a reason we picked up so many. Is he, is there a conscious decision now that as much as we all said last year was a total fluke and a freak of, of the amount of injuries they had, that he is going to, in some way, by rotating, trying to manage that? Or you now negate the chances of it happening again, or slightly negate the chances of it happening again. Is he? Is it? Is it a change in tactics from from a manager who you would have said pretty much always picked the strongest eleven to the first few games in? Now he looks like he he's 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 sort of happy to to change around and mess around even with the back line, which wasn't a thing before. So what are we thinking, Andrew Young? Your thoughts, please. Yeah, no, I, th- I don't know. Uh, I thought he's always kind of done that. I mean, and um, actually, after the fourth season, when he, you know, when Klopp was giving out a lot about the amount of games being played in England and now winter break and everything else, um, I think he kind of changed his approach maybe after the fourth season. But I, I, I'm pretty sure, like he, he makes a lot of changes, especially this time year, um, year last year anyway. That the, the year we won the title, I think he made a lot of changes midfield. I mean, it's a big, it's a big call to change your two centre backs. I mean, so far this season, Gomez has played, Matip has played, um, uh, Virgil, Kanate. Um, I mean, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Phillips coming in, or you know, 
I think that could happen. Um, so and, and you, it's it's good to have the luxury to be able to change two of the two of the best fullbacks in the world all in one game as well. So I mean, yeah, Ray, I I, I take that point. It, to change the backup so much is um is a new thing. But I mean, I think he's always going to rotate in the midfield and across the top in early games. Mm. Ray, Vico. No, I think is this think, is this a new club or is this just a case that he's actually got a squad he trusts? No, I think he's I think he's probably thinking he has to he has to trust you know some of these squad players a bit more this season. I, I think the indi- the early indications are that um, he will trust some of these backups more. So I think really he tended to. I know I know you'd have you know the odd player come in here and there and then injuries sort of determined that he had to make certain changes. But I think particularly when we won the league, like he did tend to stick to his same kind of, you know, tried and trusted, you know, eight or nine players. And then you might have a couple of interchangeables, but I think this season we will see more. I think someone's put up in the comments earlier on, we've already used, I think 20 players at this point. Um, And yeah, I, I, I think look, any, any manager who, you know who who wants to continue you know have continued success will will only do so by you know evolving and changing and trying to learn from 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 any uh shortcomings that have occurred in in, in prior seasons and so on so um i don't i don't think he'll go mad but i do think i do this does seem to be you know the robo thing i think it's great that we've got an able deputy there um, like he's been unbelievable, Simicast. Absolutely yeah. unbelievable, I think. Yeah, Simicast has been great. I mean, it was a bit of you know, Milner was a bit of a revelation. I mean, I did, you know, I I was concerned when you see both, you know, both both fullbacks mm. having to be, mm. um, you know, backups, and 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 then you're playing a a new centre back as well, albeit with you know the most common influence you can beside them. So. That was a little bit of cause of concern because New Palace would, could be dangerous, but yeah, yeah. especially I think Milner at, at Royfall up against Zaha. I mean, I think you're, you're being a little bit disingenuous if you're saying that you, you you weren't sort of a little bit worried by that. And yeah, there goes Milner again, just shutting up his critics. You know, for you know he's been a fucking unbelievable servant for us, and and he he didn't look out of place there at all. Age didn't come into it. He looked rock solid there at Royfall up against one of the better wingers in the league. You know, how, how he's going to manage Jota and Firmino is the interesting one for me. I, I like. I don't think either of them have. You know, I know Bobby's obviously got the injury now and whatnot, but I don't. I don't know. But Jota just doesn't seem to have the same level of impact as he had in his early in his early games. Um, and I don't but know. His body language isn't quite right with him as well. So be interesting Ray, how he manages that as the season progresses. Right, is that not just a case of a classic overplaying situation? The guy's played non-stop for Portugal in the summertime. He's played non-stop for us because he was uh, outside the injury around Christmas time. He comes back and he plays nearly every game right away in the run-in. He's played all the games for Portugal. He's had very little break. He's come straight back in. He started off the season on fire when he scored in the open game in terms of what was there. And then it, there's probably just a natural fa- fall off in form. Every player is going to go through peaks and troughs. Like, do you know what I mean? It's very I've few. I've no doubt uh, Jack is going to score a goal. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't have any yeah. doubt of that at all. I think he's. It, 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 this might be a little dip for him, but there's yeah. some of the chances he missed there at the weekend. To, you know. 
down nine times out of ten, he buries. Okay, so he's, he's getting in there. So taking Ray's point, I, Ray, I think like I think there's one big piece that's sticking out for me. Midnight Talker said it there, and also Dylan Ross Moyley was saying the, and I think it would have been a, a Becca who was <coughs> using the Dylan Ross Moyley's team because they've kept saying is that um, Klopp got in a new spe- a German. Sp- Specialist, rest and recovery specialist in over the summertime who's advising on what players should be rested and when, which that obviously could, could have an impact. But I think the reason why he can do that is because, and it's something I just I, I said a second ago, I think he trusts the squad. I think he also learned one thing last season is that if if he thinks somebody's 80% ready to go in, the likelihood is that they're 90 or 95% ready to go in. And I think he learned that through both Phillips and Williams across the mm. course of the season. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Where he would have held off before, previously from playing those lads, he had no choice. He put them in, and he found that those lads were doing a better job than the guys that he went out and signed. And mm. I think he probably has a bit. He's saying, "Okay, whoever's left now, whoever they've kept in that squad, I want to say who has whoever's left." Like he's, he's alluded to the fact that they had the right bid come in for Origi, and um, they would have let him go. But nobody is 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 interested in Origi, which also defeats the purpose when people put these transfer lists together and they want to get twenty million for Origi. Yet nobody wants to bid ten million for him. Um, you might want to go back and do your list again, but. You look at this RF's and say not do lists. That's another great one to do. Yeah. Like you, just don't you do know. lists. Yeah, just try and support the team and don't do lists. <laughs> True, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, you could do that as well. But like, I think again, I think it's a, I think it's a bit right that this is for the first time possibly he has what well, in his head he's got more than fourteen players he's prepared to play, start games with. Right, mm. um, and in that one, like he's got Kelleher, trust Kelleher, right? He has Milner. He has if 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 you go with a, a, se- a second string back four, let's say, well, you could have Nico Williams, you could have Simicus one side, Nico Williams, you have Joe Gomez, and you could have Canate as your backup. And we haven't even played that Phillips Good team or, so far. Like this, yeah. this is what I'm saying to you, you haven't played these guys in midfield. Then what you're looking at, Curtis Jones, Keita, and Fox. Uh, Ox, right? There's your midfield. And then up top, you've got Minamino, Origi, and one of the kids, maybe Cade Gordon or somebody else to go in there. Like that's, we'll talk about our backup 11. Now, I don't expect him to start that full team because I think he trusts these, he needs these players for the league. Like I genuinely, and that's where it lets some of the younger players that we talked about, Bagazagli, Zagli, Zagli, the fella, that him, he's been training with the team. Cade Gordon's been training with the team, as we know. And Milner, I forgot to put Milner in there as well. Milner played the full 90 minutes. I'd say it's unlikely he'll play full 90 minutes against Norwich. I haven't played the full 90 minutes at the weekend. Yeah, so he I might. Think he's going to be full now. He might. <coughs> he has, but he, he might. He, just, it's, Milner's he a machine. He'll definitely start as captain, I would say. Yeah. Well, again, look, as, as the way I see it, you know, Keita, I don't think, plays because of the Thiago injury. And Linder said that he's definitely missing for this game and the next game at the weekend. So the, I'd say the, the midfield of the weekend is probably Henderson, Fabinho and Keita. And that gives you then an Ox, probably an Ox Milner, Curtis Jones midfield for this game, which yeah. is very close to the midfield that started against Norwich in the league match. Yeah, and this is a league cup game. Sense. Makes a lot of mm. sense. You know, and the back four, I, I, I can't see him not playing Gomez. I can't see him not playing. I think he plays Phillips. I think he probably plays Phillips yeah. and Gomez together because he needs to get get, get Gomez. That'd be my time. shout as well. I reckon you're right. He's definitely mm. going to go mm. with one of the senior centre halves. And mm. yeah, mm. and he arguably goes with Williams because Williams has senior football in him, and he probably play, allows Simicus to play this game as well if he wants to bring Robertson back in for the league match at the weekend. And um, Callagher definitely gets a run out. 
and then up front. I'd be surprised if one of the, I'd say it'd be Jose, Origi, and Minamina that starts up front. Mm. I'm going to be straight. I think, and and I wouldn't have an issue. Like that's a that's a strong tree up front. There's goals in that in that tree. I'd like to see Minamino do well. Yeah, so do. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and I take it Quivine's going to be in goal, is he? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, but, you know, and then you've got Aggie. Yeah. And then the, the bench will be um, the the Becks, the Balazaglis, fellas, the Cade Gordons, the all those lads. Did I spend, did we put Quartz Jones in midfield, didn't we? We had Milner yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ox, nice. yeah, yeah. So, Ox. Yeah. Ox, yeah. So, Friends, he'd be uh, delighted to hear Ox's start, won't he? <laughs> absolutely delighted. <laughs> uh, yeah. And see, and, and the gas thing is, look, you look at, there's a comment from Jono, Gomez and Canate start, in my opinion, we need to get their minutes, not Phillips. And I think, I think that's very silly because uh, before the window closed, we all didn't want Phillips to go because we were saying, well, what happens if we have injuries? Right? Canate's just come off playing 90 minutes at the weekend. Um You've had Matip and Gomez played 90 minutes during midweek against Milan, and then you had Van Dijk playing the previous, well, it was, it was, it was the international break or whatever fucking game it was. I don't know what game it was. So you're looking ahead to the weekend, and it's Brentford. Are we playing Brentford at the weekend? Yeah. yeah. Wait to Brentford on Saturday evening. Yeah. Not, not straightforward. No. No, and I think it's it, that's a must win because with, with, with uh, City and Chelsea playing against each other, we have to put our three points on the board and yes. let ev- let everyone else. We, we worry about everyone because we've got United the following week and then we have... Oh, sorry, we've no, City the following week. Yeah, yeah. This is where I start to ask about, you know, the, what we're discussing here now is what I was thinking about the, the game management, so to speak. So with, with, is there a fair with him, sort of, you know, we've a late game, but I don't want to risk one of my more senior players picking up an injury because of what happened last year. Is it another team with them this year? Do you think that they look back on last year and go, Jesus, look what happened to us last time around, yeah. you know? Well, I think Klopp um, always always learns. I mean, I think that's part of the, you know, humility of of him. Like he's just he's just a, an unbelievable leader. He's just an unbelievable mm-hmm. person. And I think he's well able to to admit he has no ego uh, that that maybe the approach last season wasn't correct or, you know, in previous seasons and there's there's no airs or graces about Klopp. I mean, I think he'd tell you that. That's he yeah. say in an interview. He's very open. I mean, the, he, he's so open about tactics. He knows he knows he has them players drilled and set up that even if he speaks about what he's going to do, teams are going to find it very difficult. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you know, the, the, the marker as well was set. I don't know about how you feel about it, but the Harvey Elliott starting the games the way he did. I mean, you know, I'm sure those people would be shiting on and, and, and they, they said X, Y or Z online or on social media, but there wasn't too many who were nailed on that he was going to be a regular. There was a lot of people thinking yeah. he was going back out alone this season. And there he is starting in centre mid for us. I thought so you get... Uh, that's, I thought you'd get Curtis Jones minutes. I thought you'd get, yeah. like, you know, Jones would probably feature a little bit more, but he'd get the, the minutes that Jones got. He'd be introduced mm. into the team, but there was injuries or whatever. Mm. But uh, but again, look at the trust that Klopp was putting him and look at the prep work that would have went into getting him to that level ready yeah. to, to look. He was keeping... Kate out of the team, he was keeping Henderson out of the team. He mm-hmm. was, he was, he was, you know, before the injury, he was going to play every game. If, let's face yeah, it. And it flew in the face of, of what people were saying that Klopp's weak point was having this soft spot for certain players and only mm-hmm. playing X, Y, and Z. Well, here they had this young fleet that was just coming in and pure and utter talent. And Klopp was put trying him into the midfield, our position of, of where he'd made his name, so to speak. And Klopp was willing to drop these favorites of his. 
to let this kid play. So I, I think there's definitely been a change or a learning. Yeah. Something went on anyway. You can see a slight difference this time round, you know. Yeah. I think Lilana gets a look in as well. So that's because. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, if there was three envelopes this season, it'd have to be uh, (laughs) Stuart Down's name still in the. It would have to be Divock. Divock's going to be in all of them. Divock's in all of them. If there's three envelopes, it's their order of hitting these people so that they never associate with the jersey again. John Glenson. Danny I know Murphy you're probably going to wrap out, wrap wrap this up soon, Phil. But be, I wanted to get this in before you did. Special shout out to Rafa's boys. Uh, the wheels came off, didn't they? Spectacularly. <laughs> My Dicko's not happy. Or is she? <laughs> She's you know, delighted. Absolutely ecstatic. It's so good. It's just key. It like you know, you know, all our how toxic, how to- how how toxic can that get? I, like I actually hope to go on a three-game losing streak because like it's going to get be... so messy. It's going to get oh. so messy. It's going to be great. Can you, like, did you, did Danny Hughes watch that? Right, you know what I took away from that? I watched Duncan Ferguson whispering into Rafa's ears. <laughs> 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 can you imagine what was being said? Oh. <laughs> Rafa giving it the compact, compact, and Duncan Ferguson. I know exactly. Loaf in the face of someone. I know what he. I know exactly what he was saying. He was saying to Rafa, "Can I stick that sub sign up now, please, Gaffer?" Because that's all he does. Mm. <laughs> Do you know, Duncan Ferguson was whispering in his ears. You know, there's a secret tunnel out here, don't you? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to hear Rafa's brain. You know what I mean when all this is going on. I think he. I think he's just. He's in there to do a job. It's handy. It's only up he's the road. Out. His, his head is reading Don Quixote for yeah. the 15th time. Yeah. Just, it's, <laughs> I, it's water there's on a, the there's a windmill. Yeah, there is, yeah. It is I, I have to is. say, the, the, like to be fair, Everton have managed to win the league for the past two Augusts at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> they might it's have a chance be, of winning. It's going to be hilarious. Like He's going to be fucked out of Everton probably before the end of the season. And he'll you know, be back just talking loads of lovely things about Liverpool and everything. Yeah. It's just so, it's so it was good. Actually, yeah, Who do you think would go there. first, Koeman or Rafa? And is there a chance that Everton could bring Koeman back because they love him so much if he promises <laughs> to only have a blue Christmas tree from now on? Yeah, I think Koeman. Why do you see Rafa's Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. He's got the one of the best Christmas trees in the world. I, I think, yeah, I think Koeman will end up with the, with the Real Madrid on the Christmas tree, and that'll be the end of him. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But no, I was yeah. I was getting me haircuts. Had some classics in there, but um, one of the one of the ones that I had was um, you know, there's a few blues, you know, cutting hair in there, and, and one of the one of the shouts from the other end of the hairdressers was, uh, "Well, no one's got more points than Everton." <laughs> <laughs> can i just say wasn't was it wasn't it about this time last year that that made you up story about james rodriguez being going for sex changes or something was going around oh it was a bit later in the season i think was it yeah it was no it was about it was about he's, this he's, time he's after qatar now he's after qatar that's where he's after yeah so apparently that's the talk now that's where he's that's yeah. that's that's remains one of the matter signs he just went there for a massive pay would they be tra- would they be trans friendly in qatar i don't think so i think it'd be the wrong place to go now to be fair if you're if, if you're that way inclined. Going, yeah. yeah um in, in terms of this right lads um that's been the form um anything come else on, to add in? Ray, Lennon, Dicko, come on europe oh, come on the Ryder europe. Cup. 
big week. If you if you up. if you want to start talking about the Ryder Cup, Andy, I'm going to start talking about the Bears win over the Bengals That's yesterday. Fine. Ray, oh, Ray Dicko, Ray Dicko wouldn't talk to me being a big Bengals fan. Right? He wouldn't even he wouldn't even message me back in the ch- blank, in the, in, in our NFL chat. He blanked me. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk to me for about twenty minutes until after the game was finished, in case I started bringing things back up. Um, my, did you hear? Par- uh, did you? Sorry, sorry. Go on. Parks, I got Go on. there. Just uh, you- thinking of <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of boss nights and uh, you know, lay, lay, lay. Um, the the Europe um Ryder Cup fans have a song in the in the lay, lay, lay songs. So what is it? Not Ole, Ole, Ole. No, no, it's lay, lay, lay. No, ole, 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 ole. No, it's no, ole, ole, the, the, the Ryder Cup fans have an ole, ole, ole. Because they no, sing the Irish. That was the, old, that was the old Ireland one. Oh, no, that's when the they just go, ole, 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 ole. No, this, and then, this, and then do it again. This is like, uh, you know, from Paris down to Turk, you know, McElroy drives the ball. <laughs> like, it's like that. Come here, I have to ask a question. Lads. Is, are, are the English lads allowed in the Ryder Cup team anymore? Hopefully not. Yeah. Like they're not part of Europe. As long as the English players, they're not part of Europe. You know no, what I mean? They're not they're, part they're, of the they're EU, not, but they're still in Europe. Yeah, no, they're not part of they're not part of the Europe because they're not joined to anything. They're in Ireland now, just off the coast, wandering, mm-hmm. wandering in the Atlantic. You know, <laughs> Scotland, Scotland have got massive oars out, and they're trying to row back towards Europe <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> the Welsh are confused, and the English lads are just sailing. There's the cliff edge. Just continuing saying of the edge. Greg, it's great, Dicko. It's it's lucky, lovely to have you back in Ireland, back in the in the in the land of Europe, right? In the mansion, back, back, back safe the man and sound, back safe and sound. To have you all back. Um, we, we just, would have. worried you're gonna get stuck there, not be able to get back out. We, we we're, we're working on an escape plan for Mad Dicko when that day needs to come. We, <laughs> we, We've got full shelves and we've got presents for Christmas and we've got yeah. gas that you can afford uh, if you're not a millionaire. And we've also got loads of things. Ireland's great. <laughs> Can't get a passport, though. JM is being very bold. <laughs> <laughs> Golf isn't a real sport. It's just a hobby. Golf is actually a game. Golf hobby, sport. It's a sport. <clears throat> it's, a bit, it's a bit like the Irish, Irish sports, which aren't sports. They're Gaelic games. <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most difficult sport on the planet. By far. It's not the most difficult sport on the planet. It is. It is. No, it's not. It's the most skilled. It's psycholo- no. so, uh, psychological. It's it's, no. it's war. It's, it's war not. with yourself. No. It is. No. No way. No way. I'm fucking, I'm telling Corling. you now. I'm Corling. telling you now. That, that thing they play where they roll the oaks down, the ice yoke, right? The corling yoke. You know, where they get the brushes sport. out and they have to go like this yeah. to clean it and make it faster. That's way more difficult. Than golf. It's not. It's actually not. It is. It's synchronized swimming. It's it's uh, <laughs> golf is. I'm saying that with 12, 12 people under the water holding one person up, and they're all swimming in exact sync under the water, like as though they're robots. That's that's. I'd also that's argue that the, the the lads in the Paralympics that were playing table tennis with their mouth was a lot more difficult <laughs> than the lads playing golf on the Ryder Cup team. Like I, I have to say, that's golf is not a difficult sport. There's people going around with false legs and everything playing golf, and I that's it's not. Not a difficult sport. It's yeah, a hobby. Wrong with it's past with false legs. That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not. You're not saying it's the most difficult sport in the world. It's not. Anyone can play golf. It is the most difficult. Oh, it's not. Uh, anyone can play golf because that's it. Golf is welcomes anyone to play golf because no. the handicap system. No, no. You said it's the most difficult. It's not the most difficult sport in the world. It's not at the top level. It is Fund- fund- fundamentally. It's not. Look the at most all difficult the. Okay. The look at all. Look at all the millions and millions of people in the world that play golf. And look at the the top level of the sport and how many people are involved. Hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. 
there's only about 10 people there's a pro in every single club no the they're not pro, they're not professional golfers they're golf professionals the, totally different. They sell, no they sell they sell mars <laughs> bars and snickers you, and how, you, are you saying Coke. are you it's saying to me it's not a, it's not a professional golfer it's so so stupid most golf most Golf professionals no, not having it. working golf in, not, in a Golf is not the most. That's the stupidest comment I've ever heard in my life. They're working Honestly, in retail it's, and they're off about four or five. It's the fellas that are playing professional golf. If they were, if they were out playing John, in the car, John Salkeld, they'd be driving greens and far runs. Absolutely, John Salkeld is spot on there. Free climbing is a lot more. Imagine going up the side of a mountain with no rope. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's 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 so much that's so much easier than golf. No. It's not. Well, at top of even boxing, there's only a handful of people that you could say are eligible to win a world title. There's still fucking thousands do it. You know what I mean? Most different sport. Boxers, you just said there's only a handful could win a major, and golf, likewise, there's only a handful of boxers that'll become world champions. Well, golf, I will boxing even. John, you're spot on there. If you're not good at free climbing, then you won't be at it for too long. You'd be dead. You're um, not what? Free climbing. You're not going to be out of it You get so far up and you come down with an awful bang. <laughs> Whereas if you're not good at golf, you'll just walk off the course. Maybe no. a bit wet. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the variety of what... Andy's so serious about this. the stupidest <laughs> comment I've ever heard in my life. No. Golf, golf is the most difficult sport in the world. It is. It is. It's not. I've not played not. all the sports. I think, I, think it's, I think golf is a great game. I think it's, it's a fantastic it's a game, game for people to go out and play. It's fantastic. It's like tennis, great game. Go out and play it. Absolutely, everyone go out and play it. It's not a real sport, though. Tennis is um, anyway, it was great being. It was great being back in in uh, good old Blighty when we won the US Open. Uh, just like it was great being yeah. there when we won the Euros. That was great as well. It's a shame that that, that poor girl can't come back into the country though, because of Pretty Patel's new uh, uh, immigration laws. Right. Anyway, that's been the forum. Um, I've been your host, Phil Casey. That's Andy with the most difficult sport in the world. Isn't golf? It is. Below me is is. Ray Brady. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have been seen. And of course, we've got Ray Dicko back in the shed, back safe and sound in his green shed. Um, Just, just about got let in. And that's the best way to end this. So, uh, if, Gavin, Gavin if, if, if you're listening, Gavin, end this broadcast now. Okay? No. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.